Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. All right, guys, you know what happened this week? The end of Westworld. Oh. Season two, not the series, just season oh. right. two. But I'm going to attempt it. It feels like it could be the end. It does. It certainly, if there was no more Westworld, you wouldn't be like, what? Oh, what happened? I know. Wahapam. So right now we're trying to call Ptolemy Slocum. Wahapam. Oh, let's see. Who plays Sylvester on Westworld. Oh, he's so good. I hope he's there. Hello? Hello. Can, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Hello? Ch- Chazo? Chazo? <laughs> Ch- is this Chazo? This is uh, Matt Donnelly. Uh, you're, on, you're on the air. Oh. Oh, gosh. Oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> you were expecting a call from Chazo? You know, you know a lot of us have a Chazo. You know, <laughs> we have our own Chazo. And my Chazo happens to be Chazo, you know? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Who's Chazo? If you have this to ask. Is, this is not what we this is not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> I don't know what you think you're here to talk yeah. about. I'm just curious now. Who's Chazo? Uh, I'm breaking up. Uh, uh, hey, I'm getting another call. Can you hold on a second? <laughs> Chazo, what's up, baby? Oh, I bet it's Chazo on the other line. Oh, no. He's talking to Chazo. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. No, I'll take a dog, sure. <laughs> take a dog? Yeah, I'll take a dog. Did you just take a dog? Yeah. Okay. Why did you want him? Him? Her? Who's is Chazo? Him or her? Yes. Listen, um, <laughs> each of us have a Chazo. <laughs> you have a Chazo. I don't think I do. Or you, I can't think of a good side, Chazo. You, I, you don't want to be on the dark side, Chazo. I can't think of a person who could call me right now and I would take their dog. So I don't think I have a Chazo. Well, you gotta. Um, hey, I got a dog. You, I'm, I'm about to get a dog if you want one. Oh yeah, I'll take one. Oh my God! Oh, right. You're my Chazo, Ptolemy. You're my Chazo. All right, <laughs> Ptolemy. Huge congratulations on the second season of what is arguably the greatest television show ever created by man or machine. <laughs> Let's hope it was created by man, <laughs> right? <laughs> Otherwise, it's saying some damning things about humanity. <laughs> Perfect. Figured. The whole thing is incepting us. I think it's it's uh for, for, as 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 your friend is somebody roots for you. It's a it's a mixed bag. There were so many plot points this year, so many characters that we didn't see as much of you as yeah. last year. But on the other hand, you were everywhere. So from an actual production standpoint, it must have been fascinating because yeah, I mean it was a it was almost an equal chunk of 
Yeah. The end result on screen is very, very small. And I think, you know, that's kind of true for a lot of characters in terms of shooting it, but uh, watching it was like, what? Wait, what? It's so fast. Yeah. That uh, one episode, uh, what, basically like episode five, or, you know, all Shogun World. Shogun World took like three months of shooting. That's what you say. So you went to you went to Shogun World. You went to Samurai World or whatever. Uh, yeah. What what the fuck? Like, where did that happen? <laughs> like, you know, it used to be television shows. Yeah. Didn't necessarily get like um, as epic uh, access to places. You know, we're used to like you know action adventure TV shows not being as crazy as like big action adventure movies. That set or city or whatever it was. It's a whole other world besides the world they already built. Where the fuck was that? <laughs> Good question. Um, <laughs> I just want to let you know, you know, when you're making TV shows, it's not going to be as magical as you think it is. So <laughs> I just want to prepare your, prepare your heart. Um, so actually, there is uh, He knows you so they well. They did an incredible job. They built, so, uh, you know, uh, Sweetwater... Yeah, that the main drag of the main, um, you know, uh, Westworld, yeah. right? Main thing. Uh, on the backside of both of the, you know, sides of that street, there is nothing. It's just a facade. You, okay. you understand those aren't uh, real I, buildings, right? Yeah, like they're like the remember okay. Blazing Saddles. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The Blazing Saddles. It's exactly like so Blazing now, Saddles. It's it's the old Blazing Saddles set, right? Foot. Yeah. Cannot, I can't hear Paul very well, just so you oh, know, God, which is a blessing, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I wish I could say that. <laughs> so so it's all uh, on the on backs the back of the side, facades. On the back side of the Mariposa side of uh, Sweetwater, the entire, uh, the entire alleyway behind that was converted into a second main strip of a town, wow. and that was... Uh, the town, the little uh, forest village, the mountain, the mountain town in um, in Shogun World, and it was spectacular. Yeah, I mean, it so just... they they basically repeated the entire. It's so cool. It's like if if you reverse directions and walk up Sweetwater instead of down it, you're walking up into uh, that you know Shogun World town, and they repeated building for building. But you know, on a smaller scale because it's kind of a smaller village uh, and more intimate. But every single building, every single occupation, uh, every single character uh, over the entire thing, they had those silk, so it had that kind of gloomy effect. Yeah. When we were shooting, they had silk over the entire thing. The entire thing was real. It ended in this big, like um, almost palatial. you know, uh, not really a temple. You know, it was basically the Mariposa of that. But that was entirely real. It was beautiful. They built it in about, like, two months. It was stunning. That's insane because that was sort of the joke of that episode was, oh, we've just been recreated, and, oh, look how lazy your writing is. You just redo all the same bits in a different language. But it's not a joke when you think about the production required of the actual show to recreate to minute detail an exact replica of what you've been creating in your first season in a redone Japanese setting. It's insane. It was amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. It was so fun to be on set. Uh, and we were there, you know, for a while and just taking a tour. It was like, 
I mean, it, it was like a childhood dream. It was so, it was so Kurosawa. There were so many like small Kurosawa like uh, suggestions and mentions. The yeah. entire thing. And that's all we talked about on set. Like it was such a thrill. Did you guys have like movie night where you're doing like Seven Samurai and all this kind of stuff? And no, uh, but I got a watching list from a writer uh, and. We went over some of the influences that I hadn't seen because I'm a big uh, Kurosawa fan already, so this is like a super thrill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and some of the characters are clearly like Kurosawa based. And then the other ones, uh, the, the movie Samurai, um, which was uh, Shiro Mifune, uh and it's a more, it's a slower, uh, almost like palatial. It, it's a very interesting movie. So the trilogy, but they face uh, um, the main. Character, like character. Oh, is that um, the one with uh, Yojimbo? Is that part of that? So Yojimbo is Kurosawa. Yojimbo is Ben Jiro are both the, the obvious, um, the uh, obvious um, replica of the city right. and the setting where you have you know a small town that's being uh, harassed by another. So that those are the two Kurosawa films. This one is called um, Samurai. Just the word Samurai, but there is a trilogy. Uh, and it's the same actor, but it's a different director. And oh, it's very nice. But that's that's where Musashi, the main the main hero guy. Yes, that that that's an homage to that film. Okay. All right, Tommy. I want to talk about one. You were issued a firearm this year. What was that process like? And was it fun? <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, I think you know me, so that was like super fun. <laughs> that's so, what I mean. Uh, I imagine it was a process. At for a you. certain point. At a certain point, we go back down to, like, get some clothing because we're going to come back up into Westworld. And then there were just guns sitting around. So I was big. Like, I am such a child on set that I touch every weapon. I hold everything. And then when we're shooting, I try to hold on to it so that the prop people have to take it from me. Um, <laughs> they get in trouble, then I'm, like, holding it in the shot because I love all of the, the weapons in uh, Samurai World were amazing. Show them world, by the way. Yeah. Uh, There's like the big stabs, those things that you like rip people's faces off in. Uh, it's amazing. Okay, so uh, but so we go back downstairs, and then there's guns around. I'm like, I, I need, I want guns. When I, when, when we kind of have a gun, and uh, they were like, begrudgingly, it's like I was going to get a gun. But the thing about uh, the thing about guns, are, I think the the more frightened you are. As a person, the more guns you have. <laughs> so for me, it was very important that that Lester didn't have like one gun or even two guns. He actually has three guns on him at all times. <laughs> two, he, he has two holstered and one in the back, which you probably will never see. But he would just cover himself in guns and um and like that bullet um belt. <laughs> Bandolier. He's just a frightened person. Hilarious. And the more frightened you are, the more you want to like protect yourself. And that was the argument I made to them. I'm like, listen, Bill Custer would have a lot of guns. <laughs> That's a good argument. It's though. a fine argument. Yeah, it's a fine argument. I'm. Uh, it's a winning argument on my end. I'll tell you that much right now. Oh, can, yeah. can you try? Can you try next season? Like, they never let me do anything that they don't agree to. Yeah. Can you just for us? Can you try next season to add a gun every episode? 
to where by the end like, of the, uh, the so end of the thing you're just dripping so with guns. In episode one, I have zero guns, but episode two, I have one gun. So <laughs> I, have, like, I have like nine guns. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Here's what I'll do. I will hold my hand in a gun shape just to like give you the signal. Yes. Uh, depending on what it is, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. Awesome. I will say, uh, uh, I, I fanboyed out this year more than last year because I, because I watched it while, when it was, you know, airing instead of catching up after the whole thing was over. And so oh, yeah. one strange critique that was popping up on little blog boys, um, was like that maybe this, this, uh, season maybe didn't have as big of a sense of humor that they didn't, they never found comic relief moments. That they pretty much stayed so fucking intense the whole time, which isn't even a real critique as much as maybe an observation. That being said, without giving it away, in the finale, you have a line that I laughed so hard at because not as much as it was a joke, as much as you were just speaking the mind, I think, of every viewer. And it was done so well. And it was and I was not laughing at my friend Ptolemy. I was laughing at Sylvester, and I laughed very hard at, at your, at your, at your, you killed the line in the finale. So I thought that was awesome. Uh, the, the what fucking door one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I do believe that is my only line, so I think you are right. And yet, yeah. you know, as, uh, as, as you had less lines this season, which is fine, yet it feels like everyone knows who Sylvester is, and it feels like... People choose Sylvester in like the Westworld game that you can get on your phone, and it seems like your name got more almost. Your, it seems like your character's name almost got more known this year. As a matter of fact, I called you up when there was an article about someone complaining that you weren't getting killed. Uh, that you were basically people were arguing that you yeah. should die, which is reasonable. <laughs> uh, there, there was a uh, came out with a definitive list of worst uh, side characters in Westworld, uh, and I was shocked at how low I was on the list. Uh, so, but they grouped me and they grouped us in, uh, me and Leo together. So if I didn't have that, like, goody two-shoes, <laughs> I think I would have been, like, way up in the top three. Top three. Um, yeah, so, wait, what were, what were the questions? Number one, uh, that line uh, in the finale, yeah. I did not even know they were on me. <laughs> it's a close-up it's like right on you the moment that um that uh, man in black and dolores are shooting because um because uh uh basically um jeffrey Wright's character is uh coming toward uh the library at the end right right and then that he's getting an attack and they come and shoot him that yeah. was happening on the other side of that hill <laughs> during that shot. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. It all they had three crews running simultaneously on the days that we were like up in the pinnacle, pinnacle wow. or, like in California, in the, like holy shit area, and they were shooting constantly, like all over the place. And I didn't even know when. I didn't know when they were going to get this. And then we did that. And we did the line. And then we didn't get the line again. I was like, wait, did we even shoot that line? I don't even know. I don't remember even shooting. I just kind of like went through it. And I think that's probably why it came off okay. Is that it was like, I had no idea. I you thought you couldn't overthink like it. Of it. No, <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even think at all. I'm like, what the? And I'm holding on to the ass of a horse. So, uh, you, you know, 
I'm going to take full credit. Well, 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 we will take full credit for you doing that then because that sounds like straight up Neutrino video project acting if I've ever heard it. Where exactly. we would shoot finale like scenes. We'd shoot finale scenes with one camera running around eight scenes. And you just had to keep acting until the camera came to you <laughs> before we ran the tape yeah. inside the theater. And actually, um, Leo's line is semi-improvised. Oh, it so is. It was actually just my line, and then he says, "I don't fucking know." Oh, nice. Yeah, you must have gotten—you must have gotten, uh, you must have gotten yeah, close. Yeah. I mean, you were close to them last season, but you must have gotten very close to them because you have to spend a lot of time just you two on the same horse, <laughs> you guys just buddying up. Yeah, it must have gotten real cozy. Yeah, when you're uh, when you ride someone to uh, for that long, because there was a lot. There was a lot of there was a lot of ass riding. Uh, <laughs> there, the whole. In the ravine part, we actually have to get up on the horses and like ride. Uh, we have to ride up this like in the pinnacles area. We ride. There's another shot where we come down. And, you know, they go, obviously, as you can guess, there's sections that are cut out of the show, right? Despite how much it's in the show, um, and so there was there was a good deal of uh, of of uh, riding behind that man in a um, I wouldn't say suggestive but intimate manner. <laughs> Um, well, uh, I, I, I liked it. I liked, I liked you submissive on the back of a horse is really something that I've already fantasized about. So like that, I got to see it in a show was like really, <laughs> really special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like everything that we did this season was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, there just wasn't a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, there was another shot that they cut out that was pretty amazing, I think, although I kind of constructed it while we were shooting it. Yeah. Which was the first time that uh, Sylvester had to shoot a gun. Yes. Uh, and it, it's so sad and funny because he's <laughs> like, he shoots, then the gun uh, like kind of doesn't work, and he turns around to kind of fix it, and then he shoots the ground like next to his feet. He's like, shit! And, and, <laughs> Like, just doesn't know how to use a gun correctly. Yeah. You never see that in television shows. People are always like, yeah, I'm shooting guns. I'm shooting guns. But, like, people are like, I don't fucking, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to shoot a gun. Uh, so. <laughs> I wish that was properly captured. I think those things would have helped a little bit. I, you know what's tough about the show is that the ones where they actually put in the effort, the ones... The, the episodes where they really try to get every storyline in and really try to move everything along and give you a lot of information almost end up more frustrating. And the stories where they really sh- peel everything away and really just tell like a story is so beautiful and wonderful. And yet you find out like next to nothing, but you still are like, wow, that's awesome. So it's like, it felt like the first three episodes of the season, they're just trying to make sure they got everyone up to speed on all the ideas. And it didn't really like kind of like, hit a gear of uh, hit a second gear of storytelling i think from episodes four on where you just have to really kind of just understand people and not just like the plot points oh. I, mean, it, yeah, I mean it is an ambitious show it's an that unbelievably show. ambitious show right well, so there's the, like okay guys we have another 10 hours of tv what do we want to do <laughs> i don't know everything uh let's get to the core of like human existence right They're okay great then so Hour should we do that in? Yeah, you want to save it in the end, or you want to kind of spread it around? I don't know. Let's, uh, let's do it all. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, 
And let's do it from mostly the perspective of a character whose perception of time and space is completely fucked. <laughs> let's do it from the perspective that the audience can't possibly follow because the character himself has no idea where or when he is. <laughs> yeah. Also, is there a way we could do like a portion of it not even in English? Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Holy shit. Not, not like I'm not talking Spanish. I want like a like a almost dead language. I'm yeah. looking for like near dead. Yeah. Uh, some let's get some black crow shit in here. Yeah. Just gone Native American are, English. Holy yeah, shit. Uh, you know, the first season was kind of like that as well where the script itself was insane. Uh, the, the you know scheduling was insane. Everything was insane. But then you get to set, and it, literally every wall is glass. So it's like, oh yeah, there's reflections everywhere. It's like they just the show attempts to take on to do like the hardest thing yeah. possible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on every level, you know, in every department is like that. So the mentality. I was talking to, it was, it's interesting, I just shot on um, uh, another movie, the uh, follow-up, the, uh, you know Adam McKay? You probably do, right? Yeah. Adam McKay. The, we know, we know he, of him, yeah. He's, like, he's the old school um, Second City. Um, yeah, he was part of the family, f- famously, an improv yeah, right. lore, and then uh, S- um, SNL. Yeah, he, did, he did the big short, and now he's doing... Um, movie but uh so i shot on that and it was up north kind of in a similar area and it just so happened that a bunch of like pas um from the show were there so it was kind of like this fun reunion and the same catering guy was there who i hilarious love. He, like, smoked me he's amazing so anyways it was like a minor reunion and i was talking to some people um who either had to leave this season or um leave from last season or like you know i've worked on other shows or things and you know, everyone understands how hard Westworld is to work on because it's, it's an incredible undertaking. Uh, and I was wondering if it's like if other shows are much easier because I'm, I'm interested in it on from like either a PA level or a production level. And it was interesting the, the woman who does hiring. She's like, it, it's actually intriguing because Westworld is so hard that it takes such a particular mindset that in some ways it's almost easier. Because everyone has to be on the same page. Right. Every oh, wow. Okay. Every department yeah. is pushed to the limit. Every single department is working at, at like, maximum and, and demanding their best. And everyone understands that everyone else is like that. So there's very much like bullshit. And people can get more done because it's for everyone. There's no department that has it easy. That's fascinating. That's trying the hardest. The level of focus across the board just has to be off the charts. Right. So there's not as much room. Right. People just don't fuck up because they're on their A game all day long. So like the first person to be like, well, I guess I better hire another sitter gets like fucking killed and beaten with a stone, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And nobody like, and you respect everybody's work because it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Well, that's fascinating, pal. Now, we don't have, uh, I haven't seen any actors on that show that are, that are like, that go the deep route. Like, you just would not survive. No. Like, we're, you know, pretty close-knit family, and we're there for the show. Like, we are um, definitely a, a piece of that show, but we are not the show. And it is, 
uh, it is a it is a massive army effort. Oh, that's like, awesome. Yeah. And now, I mean, how long? We're going to be waiting a long time for season three, right? Yeah. They'll probably start shooting next year. Uh, in the early part of next year. And then, uh, you know, this time it's going to be live. So it's going to be Westworld Live. <laughs> and, uh, Filmed in front of a live studio audience. So, More musical numbers? Uh-huh. A couple, a couple music, tasteful musical numbers. <laughs> um, but the, a lot of them are like, So the, the the whole security force is going to come in, and they're basically going to go off Cop Rock's success. <laughs> it's going to be mostly about the security force this time. I like it. They're like, <laughs> I like it because then the writers could be like, "We know the expectations for this show are gigantic. We have a really cool idea for season four. We're going to spend season three just lowering everyone's expectations." <laughs> subvert subvert <laughs> we're just gonna fucking just really whore it out and then really ge- regain our footing in season four and everyone will congratulate us Pepsi presents Westworld exclamation <laughs> point <laughs> I uh, like that one song entirely backwards like well, how, that, how am I supposed to understand it <laughs> um, uh, well uh, can uh, you- Congratulations on a fantastic season. You said you just shot some stuff. Anything else you want to plug? What do you got? What's coming out? Uh, that will be. Uh, you know, I got some uh, commercials coming out, guys. Well, oh. Purchase, purchase whatever I do. <laughs> uh, do you now that you do you still you used to have a love hate relationship with being doing so many commercials and being recognized from commercials? Yeah. Where where are you at currently with that? You know what helps is having children. Uh, <laughs> and them having bills and you being able to pay those bills? Yeah, it, it clarifies the, the priorities. Yep. <laughs> um, there you go. Is it harder? Yeah, it, it, here's the thing. It's a, it's a good question to check in on in reality, though, because what's um, yeah, very hard, and it's harder than you think as a person because, you know, you guys are talking to me and, like, I'm on this show and it's like, oh, yeah, hey, uh, and it's exciting. But, you know, spending three months of your life and then showing up so little on the television screen and being such a small part of such a large thing, you really have to be careful on how you define yourself. Right. That's sure. what the purpose of your life is. Yes. Uh, I imagine you battle, like, trying to take too much ownership of, like, yeah, I'm on Westworld, motherfucker, then feeling like you're not that big of a part might feel like a little um, self-aggrandizing or maybe like false propping up kind of feeling, maybe? Yeah, I mean, you can go ahead and buy into that, uh, but I've got to warn you that when you watch the show, you will be in about 2.4 minutes of it. Entirely, <laughs> of the entire season. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, and it's not just me, and it's and it's not just this show, it's an illustration of, like, the dangers of attaching yourself to something that's outside of you. And Westworld is just the most intense example of that. Yeah. And so it's one of the things that we talk about, you know, um, some of the actors or even some of the people 
uh, because it's a big undertaking. Like when yeah. you're working on a show, you give up a lot of your life. So it's not just an actor thing, but it's an identity thing. Like what gives you your identity? And it, that's been an interesting journey uh, this season. And I'm, I'm much, I feel much stronger on it. And I feel like I even understand like where I fit personally, not just in the show, but in the world and yeah. where I need to fit. And this goes back to your commercials question. Yeah. Um, you know, on the one hand, now shooting commercials and knowing that at least in my lifetime I've ever been on Westworld, maybe there's like something there that's satisfying. And maybe that is like an ego thing. And maybe I'm bypassing the fact that this is uh, something that frustrated me before or what have you. But I think more in, in reality, it's more the fact that I, it, it, Westworld is more humbling than I expected. It ah. makes me accept the, the, the smallness of life and appreciate it and be thankful for what is here. And so in that way, actually, I think commercials have gotten easier. Not in the sense of like, well, fuck it, I'm on Westworld. You know what? Like, um, <laughs> um, I think, I, I think you're laughing. really becoming that Indian robot. <laughs> I think you're really, you're really taking the lessons of the, of the lonely Indian robot to heart. <laughs> Um, and again, I can only hear 50% of what Paul says. <laughs> there you go. I would rather you just believe it that way. You <laughs> said like you're taking, understand all of it. You're taking on the you know, true, the... don't repeat it. I heard enough of it. I heard enough of it. <laughs> Uh, honestly, what you just said, I mean, is beautiful. I actually like the, the self-reflection of that is actually really, really lovely. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you are uh, you are one of the uh, most uh, compelling uh, actors. You've been one of the most frequently working and hardest working guys I know. And I know that uh, knowing you personally, uh, the the mental gymnastics it takes to to be to be going about show business the way you do uh, is always helps keep shit in check for me as well. So I like to hear from you, and I like to hear these things because it also helps me understand what I'm doing as well. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I always love talking to you. You in particular. <laughs> you, Matt Donnelly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, 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 anytime, man. Like, yeah. these, are, these are like ongoing journeys. And, you know, some of this stuff is given to us by ourselves. Some of it's given to us by our family. And a lot of it's given to us by our culture. And so these are things that we will never stop needing to like work on. So yeah, and, you know we should keep talking about it. Definitely, definitely. Um, well, uh, good point. And uh, and uh, let's see. Last year, I think we did Scoop Fest on like it was like one of your daughter's birthdays or something like that. But I think we moved it. So I'll let you know about those dates. Maybe we can get you out here. We're gonna do an improv set out here. Maybe an interview and interview you on a couple of podcasts live. I'd love to do bits with you live one way or another. So um, I'll talk to you yeah, about that. Yeah, when is that? It's October. 12th through the 14th. Right. Oh, okay. So it was, it was September last year. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's my daughter's birthday in September. So that's October should be great. Okay, great. So maybe we can get you out here for Scoop Fest. Awesome. All right. I'll see you all then. All right. Thank uh, you, Ptolemy. Follow Ptolemy on Twitter, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> At Ptolemy. P-T-O-L-E-M-Y. What's that? It's I said that part already. Yeah, I'm helping. <laughs> um, 
All right, All right guys. Say well, hi to, um, I'll talk to you soon. Say hi to your chest for me. Yeah, okay. Thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, Tommy. Bye, guys. All cool. right. Ptolemy Slocum. Fascinating. Fascinating fella, regardless of his occupations. It's just he happens to be on the, one of the biggest shows on TV. What a nice uh, thing to talk about there. I'd love to hear him chat with the pod therapy guys <laughs> about <laughs> yeah. that specific thing because I've yeah. been there. Yeah. I think that's... That's why we got into this business to start with, because we're looking for something outside of ourselves to define our value. Oh, 100%. I mean... But then you you start to realize that there's no answer in that. No. Like, uh, I didn't... Like, I remember... I but got, I didn't get around. I wanted to really follow it up even further. I'm like, well, then what is... What does define? I guess it even falls back on children, mm-hmm. family. Yeah. But there has to be no, something no, no. else. It's, it's, it's worth asking. I know, right? <laughs> I was going to say, if there's anything I know is with Ptolemy. I'm sure, but I did, but yeah. I'm like, that's another half hour. Well, that's it. It's like, as soon as, because on the phone, it's like, I want to get him in here. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And so that's why maybe we get him off a scoop fest and get him on a mic properly with uh, with in room chemistry. That'd be right. lovely. Because, uh, yeah. I he, hope we can do both that. Both his, his ability to do bits and his ability to speak introspectively are always fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, I, this is the thing, like, I remember there's a, there's a moment of regret with me in that, like, working on opium, I didn't tell anybody. For the longest time, because I was just part of the creation process, it was only they made me big fancy business cards, right? And then, and then it was only when I they told me like, "Hey, going forward, when can you start this date? Great, this is how much we want to give you. Great, uh, here's when we discuss what we're going to work on together. Great, right? It was after that conversation that I put my business card up on Facebook, right? Right, and then I expressed my pride in, in opium. As the show, because mm-hmm. they'd express some confidence yeah. and some, and if they had not talked, like I would continue on, I would have never have done that. No, and so like I, because it's just so, one more piece of the journeyman puzzle. Yeah, just I just worked on the gig and right. then I did the gig. Yeah, and then, but instead it was like, oh, they want me part of this ongoing. I will now define myself right as a Spiegel World uh, comedy director. You're like, right. I will now make that part of my definition. Yeah, and then that turned out not to be an offer. Uh huh. And then now people call me all the time for tickets to the show. People call mm. me all the time to express their opinion of the show. And it's not even, no longer even the show I worked on. No. And it just is like, I wish I never posted <laughs> right. my business Did card. You take it down, yeah. Uh, the problem is the post is me thanking my wife. So I, it's oh. not easy for me to go delete, you know. Just delete it and put up another one that says, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Sarah. Thanks, 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 lady. Yeah. Just edit. <laughs> Yeah, because... This post has been edited. Edit and just take out the photo, maybe. <laughs> or just take everything out except for, yeah. appreciate it, baby. Yeah, that's it. No, I mean, that's the thing. Like we both, you know, it took a lot of effort for her on the home front to maintain the home front while I was sure. living at the oh, Cosmopolitan. Yeah. And then when she was in Maryland creation, it took a lot for me at the home front while she helped make that show happen and have both of us uh, uh, sitting on the side of the road right now. It's not... It's it's a really hard time. That investment and that definition, it's a hard thing to deal with. Very much. It's a very hard thing to deal with. Very much. Um, but yeah, I think but I go to my therapist and we figure out what our definitions are and what our successes are and things uh-huh. like that. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, 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 and for me, you know, obviously being a dad and, and, and husband is super, super helpful. Obviously. But, but uh, coming so back, obviously so obviously, so I'm so obviously a dad. <laughs> by the way, I dress, my ability to keep up with pop culture. Obviously, I'm thankful for being a dad as an excuse to not keep track of any of that stuff. You're on, you're, you're on the pulse when it comes to Doc McStuffins. 
Oh, did you hear about season five? Uh, so, uh, uh, making a season five. Sorry, spoiler alert. Doc McStuffins is a robot. <laughs> I've been the whole time. The whole time, <laughs> Japanese robot. <laughs> Japanese robot. Uh, but I come back to this community, actually, and and and, and specifically that it's a community. Someone right. messaged me privately, and I got back to them. And like, oh my gosh, it's so nice you do write me back, and I, you, you didn't have to do that. So you wrote me, I wrote you back. Don't 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 make this a weird dynamic. And they're like, yeah, yeah. you're the coolest famous person I know. And I was like, I am not famous at all. <laughs> you were writing me because you listened to me. Thank you. Right. And I'm writing you back because that's what I do to take care of my community. No, it's I, not I refer, about. I refer to us as G-list celebrities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. would absolutely agree. Which is the highest compliment anyone's ever given. I would me. Absolutely yeah. agree. This show, this community is most days what keeps me just chugging along. Yeah, without falling off into oblivion of what am I doing with my life? No, and the truth is <laughs> the drug of it all, and like where I've shifted my focus because you know, like Fools is airing right now, and this is now like my fourth season writing. Right, and absolutely. You know, my friends always say, you know, if you're out in LA hustling, you could easily be getting joke writing jobs on other stuff. Absolutely true. And if Sarah yeah. were still thriving in Jersey Boys, I would maybe commit myself to that lifestyle. But you're picking up pebbles along the way, hoping for the big hit. You yeah. know. And I just we just can't live that kind of lifestyle right now. The drug of improv, I always joke about, the drug of improv isn't being funny on the spot. The drug of it is being consistent. Yeah. The drug of it is like knowing you can hit the stage and be funny. Right. Yeah. That's really what you're chasing. You're it's not true. chasing the instant gratification. You're chasing the long-term confidence. That's really what keeps you going, I think. Right? I would agree. And so when things are consistent, even on a, on a lower scale, it's so much more beneficial and, and props you up so much more significantly. Yeah. It's like having this twice a week outreach and, and feedback every week is such a significant help to what I think I'm trying to do. That, yeah. I, yeah. Because we're always in the middle of stuff. Yeah. Even when we're having success, we're like, oh, well, what should I be doing now? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which is an awful sure. way to live. <laughs> it really is. It's a nightmare yeah. hell from which there is no awakening. Yeah. But they said this, I never am too far away from, oh, well, like even last week, I was like, uh, I I did a little bit more unpacking. I'm still unpacking at home. <laughs> I just got done with a move a month ago. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like shit ain't done. Yeah, I'm still doing all the stuff. And and so every day I come home and that's staring me in the face of like oh, you should yeah, be doing yeah. that. You should be doing some more writing. You should be doing this. Da, da, da. But then I go, you know, what? I did I did do three podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I worked a full week of work <laughs> right. and did three podcasts. Yeah. More than a lot of people. That counts. It should count. It should count. It should count. Right, right. It should. It should count. It, do, it, it does. It helps me feel like I'm at least still I, I have to remind myself forward. often yeah. that it counts. Like, today... You of all people. Today I have a 14-hour work day. <laughs> it's like, Jacob, since, since May, Jacob's like, like, so much of our stuff has been like... stopped. Yeah. It's like, when Jacob can breathe, we will find a new studio. That's the fact. When Jacob... <laughs> right. <laughs> And, but but I do. I have to remind myself. Yeah, that, yeah it, it counts. He's eight days a week. Like I, I was like, today is a fourteen hour work day. Yeah, because there are podcasts in there as well. Yeah, and those count as part of the fucking work. Yeah, day. absolutely. Part of the work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and it counts because I'm not napping. <laughs> right. Right. That's because that. So, that so happened I have to, me, to count it. <laughs> that happened to me on Tuesday. Yeah. 
Ann and I went out and got some dinner, and then I sat in the recliner chair, the camel recliner. Yeah. And I was out for like three hours, snoring like fool. And she's like, I guess you needed some sleep. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I guess it did. But, you know. Yeah, but, but it's a guilt. Penn yeah, asked I me felt, this. I Penn felt, asked me this because uh, uh, he said it's like a, it's a trait of like a trait of successful people. Mm-hmm. He literally said, "How long? No radio, no television, no music, no podcasts, no phone in your hand. How long could you sit in a chair? Wait, wait, what? How long could you sit in a chair with nothing? Just, just sit. sit, just sit, just just you and your thoughts. Yes. Okay. Sleep? No sleep. Ooh. Right. Yeah." That's work a lot of days. <laughs> no, well, I was in mean, the chair before the show. Happened. I I find myself doing that accidentally. Sure, and that's the thing. When I'm really overwhelmed, I find myself doing that accidentally as well. Right. Also, I realize either sitting or driving, I'll be like, "Oh, I never put anything on the radio yeah, for yeah. the whole drive in because I was just working shit out." You know. Yeah. But there are some very successful people who make sure at least an hour a week to actually say like everything out. They have a pad in front of them and a pen, hmm. and they just sit. Huh? And they just let their brain go. Yeah. And like, if anything bothers, anything pops up, bubbles that will impede the the flow of thought, they write it down. They just write something down, get it out of the brain. I should do and that. Let it go on. Because like when I when I do it accidentally, I like that time. Me too. And so I should I should just sit down and have that time. And like when I was up in New Hampshire, I did I had the uh, the the show. It's my first time doing a long solo show in a while. Uh, I was doing three new tricks in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had packed everything myself. Oh, you know, I was you know, I mean, fancy. like I had no help. You know, yeah. I, I asked for a lot of help as Hillbill, and I, and then I had no help, and so I was like very anxious about it, on and off, and very shifting bursts of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I went to get coffee, and instead of just uh, getting back in my car, I just I spontaneously stopped and took a walk, and nice. I walked for an hour. I was never more calm heading into a show in my life. Right, I was just fine. Yeah, I was just a okay about doing the show I was about to do. Trusted the process of the show. All three tricks went off well uh-huh. enough, right? You know, and it was like uh, it was just like oh, and this is what a nice walk does. We did know? that that afternoon in a, the three of us did that, that that afternoon in Natchitoches. Yeah, that was nice. That's true, man. We had some we knocked out some great content in Natchitoches, and we, yeah, we, we had a good time. And we just had, we just one day one afternoon we just we just had a nice walk because that's that's with some, we with we some of the paid, people from we the were school. Paid to be there as a whole, so right. having downtime wasn't a bad thing because we were like. We're, we're we're here. This is yeah. where we're supposed to be. Yes. You know? Yes. And that's what I expressed to Penn. I said, I feel guilt if I sit in my own home for an hour and do nothing. I have so many small jobs and so many ambitions that I feel guilt. That's it. Because I know. Should I not? If I'm at home, why aren't I know you that writing? It, I know that that's at any what time. I keep banging my head against. Yeah. Like, yeah. why aren't you writing? Like, I'm tired. Yeah. I need to. But you have to have that downtime. Yeah. But like, I you know that to. at you'll, any time explode. it's good for your brain. I can walk. I can just walk into my office at the house, yeah. and I've got stuff that I need to do. Exactly. I, I, there's always stuff that I need to do. Yeah. There's no shortage for for hay scoops for my for my other life for yeah. anything. Like it, it's just like I've got something right. Or I've, it's not that I have something. I have a pile of somethings. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a small pile of somethings that I that I need to address. Yeah. And then there's just like your things around the house. Yeah. Like we had new stairs, uh, new stair uh, 
wood on this on the stairs put in. We had the carpet ripped out and had and had a hardwood put in on the stairs a few weeks ago. All from the rainforest, right? You took yes, it yeah, the just, just took it right down from the rainforest. <laughs> uh, still green wood. I mean, not, not even. Not, and yeah. now McDonald's cattle can graze. Only exactly. baby trees. Yeah. <laughs> Only the youngest. Only the youngest. The youngest of saplings. <laughs> yeah. The least developed tree. If you ever walked on young wood stairs, <laughs> oh boy. You never go back to old wood stairs. Yeah, I'm yeah. I've been, I've walking to another friend's place. I was like, how's the goddamn wood on these stairs? Oh, <laughs> Give me some know. baby wood on this. Yeah. But yeah, like, I haven't put, my feet. I haven't put the uh, the baseboards on onto those areas yet. Yeah. I'm just like, this happened weeks ago, and every time I walk past it, I'm like, it's just a, you know, a piece of wall that hasn't been painted that needs to have a baseboard on it. Oh, man. Guys, yeah. speaking of putting baseboards together, we are in trouble. Yeah. There's a fella... Visiting Chad. Oh. Whose name is? Chad. Chad. Also oh. Chad. Also Chad. Younger, hunkier Chad. Oh. What? Had to help me because I had to break into my house the other day. <laughs> Did I talk about this on air? No, no you, you told me about I this. I didn't but talk yeah. about this on air. No. <laughs> I came home from New Hampshire and the wife booked uh, a soap opera workout in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Packed the kids and went out there. I had Ubered to the airport because it was a longer stay out mm-hmm. of New Hampshire. Yeah. And so I left my car there. Therefore, I left my car keys there in case anyone needed to drive my car. Uh, right. And your car keys also have your house keys? Correct. And, All right. Time and for the- some new fobs. <laughs> Multiple fobs. <laughs> I don't have fobs on the elm. I, I, you know, I, went, I, went, I, went, I went inexpensive on my car after I smashed up. I've, I've had a couple of car accidents as this podcast would note. You have. So I went with a nice, cheap. Uh, car now. It's a no fob. It's a key. Well, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you need your other keys on different rings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, 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 uh, anyway, so I came home and, uh, you know, usually I just open the garage and we, and the door, that door is open. That would but, right. but when Sarah goes, when we're all away out of the house, we lock that door. Right. Because you should. Yeah, Because yeah. you should. Because that's a really easy way to break into people's houses. Yep. And that's exactly how people do it all the time. Oh, yeah. So I have to do the right thing. Uh, I just my car keys were inside of my keys and ah. I, and there was a time where I got a bunch of spare keys made and I don't know where they went yeah and they didn't go to a neighbor and whatever and so I had to it's two thirty in the morning you don't have one sewn in your belly and I and I I just wasn't ready to pull that trigger okay I that belly key is just something I've it hurt going in I've gotten used to it now. It's a TSA nightmare. Well, also you had the <laughs> you had the weight loss and then some weight gain it's back. Weight You're not exactly back. sure where we it don't is know anymore. Where that key is. <laughs> <laughs> it's don't one know of those cutaneous levels. And the thing is, getting it out, sure, but then I'm going to have to replace it, right? Oh yeah. So that's just another. That's just a lot of pain. At some also, point, you need to figure out where it is, though. You got you know ah, you got to have your it's blood, on my list. You have your you get blood your baseboards ready. done. I'll look for my belly <laughs> key. All right, to get those blood rags right, ready. It's a fair bargain. So I ripped off the screens to my windows trying to find a way to break into my house. Yeah. It, took, it, it was the third window that I was successful in breaking into my house. Did you have to break the window? No. Okay, good. But I was curious how my neighbors did not call the cops. I was clearly just in the back <laughs> of my house. I think they know you. Just shut up. That's true. Yeah. That's true. When it was 2.30 a.m. It was 2.30 so a.m. But bed. I just thought if you heard you know, screens prying off of windows, it might wake a dog up or something. I don't know. Regardless, my neighbors don't care about. You're life. just lucky you didn't get hurt at two thirty a.m. Well, that's says, call the cops and just like just fire off a couple rounds. That's true. That's like, I live here. <laughs> Matt's last words were, "No, I live you here. don't. <laughs> you die here. You don't, and, live, you don't live on Earth." Yeah. And he was in blackface. 
Which would have oh, just been awkward. Oh, no, Jacob. That's the only way I travel <laughs> on airplanes. That was late. It's Henderson. What are you going to do? Henderson. Oh, I just rewatched while I was, while I was, the other day I was doing work in the office yeah. and uh, had trading spaces on because it was on Netflix and I uh, had trading spaces on. And there is a, a sizable chunk of a scene in there with Dan Aykroyd in blackface. Oh, geez. Was, oh, right. This, this was just a funny thing. Yeah, it didn't, didn't. You know, in truth, in that situation, it shouldn't. No, no, no. I mean, it, it is, and I it's done comedically. It's not done. It's not I done racially. It, it's I don't, yeah. I mean, I understand. I'm speak cautiously. Paul's just nodding no. me off right now. Don't speak to it. No, I mean, I'm once, using this I'm as a transition. By the way, yeah, okay. If you are uh, 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 Dan Aykroyd, no. If you are trying to portray a specific person. If you try to imitate the skin tone of that specific person, I don't think you should just be a broad prosecution. Okay. Like, for instance, every time Kimmel gets in a Twitter battle, okay. people tweet pictures of when Kimmel dresses Shaquille O'Neal. Great. And he is in blackface right. playing Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. From the man show, not from right. his talk show, from his man yeah, show yeah. days. You know? And it's just like a thing of like, oh, really, Mr. Whatever? And it's, they bring up a joke that he made on the man show, which is over 15 years ago now, I think. Yep. Oh, and it, it's, no, it was in the 90s. It's even yeah whatever yeah, long ago like long time years ago. Yeah. long time ago but and and it, it, he's 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 not trying to just portray a black person it's not a broadly yeah he's trying to portray Shaquille O'Neal in a sketch right you right. know and it just is like I don't know if we should hold him accountable for that I mean, I it's still know. it's still landmine stuff but anyway yeah. so hot ch- hotter Chad comes over Chad okay. too comes Chad over too. Chad too and because uh, I was I was trying to put the screens back in. <laughs> And they were like, kind of like bending them. I was like, if I break these screens, my wife is going to kill me being yeah, like, right. you've broken our house and you broke our screens, right? So I said, I'll need help from someone handy to maybe put in the screen to do it. Great. Chad 2, I don't know that well. And so it's sure. just me and Chad 2 in my backyard. Right. And it is turns out very easy to put screens back in without oh, yeah. breaking them. I was I tried and I got scared that I was going to... Uh, I've ogred things apart. Before right, right. my house, my wife was like, "What is wrong with you?" That I was like, right. "I tried to open it this way, and I just broke it into pieces." Right. So I didn't want to do that with our screens. He does it; it takes him like seconds. It was so easy and fast for him that I felt so uh, gay for him. <laughs> for him, yeah, yeah, not gay in general, like as a disparaging yeah. thing, but it literally felt like. I was like a like a like a like. Oh, can you help me put these things together? Oh, thank you. You're so strong. Mercy, mercy. Thank you so much. Like he was doing it so easy. I felt so awkward even having conversations with him. I felt so emasculated. Yeah. I felt so like gay boy crushing on him it was like the most sensible relationship that we'd have with the the the, the work that was uh, that was taking place. Right. It was really embarrassing. It's funny. It was really embarrassing. But he's a good kisser. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah told me that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Handy yeah, yeah. Well, screens. I went. And a good I, I, I went off of her review. Right. He's a keeper, Matt. <laughs> Put a fucking ring on it. So before we get into scoop mail here, I have an email that I'm going to read part of. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh-oh. But it, it is a uh, a slap on the wrist to us. Oh no. Yeah. So this is from uh, from last month. Uh, we talked about because this is a, a bank episode that we're that we're recording right now. And so from uh, from last month, we talked a little bit about the uh, the Supreme Court decision involving the uh, the bakery that, that yes. Wouldn't, ah, yes wouldn't decorate the cake for that the they mandated uh, the lower courts mandated that the cake be made yes and that was what went to the Supreme Court and we talked about it and I think that we talked about it in a a, a little bit of an ogreish way uh, in that we didn't 
we we talked about kind of one aspect of a thought experiment that I think that we that we had, which was we, we didn't have all the facts. Surprise, surprise. Well, we certainly we never had. And all we the were facts. white privileged men talking. Exactly. About it. Right. We were uh, straight white privileged men talking. But about we it. also talked about it in a way that I think that we talked about it in a way that we were going down kind of one thought experiment rabbit hole that we and, and we didn't. We didn't really make that clear. I don't think we made clear what, what exactly we were. I know were. what rabbit hole we went down with. So lay it on us. Let's, okay, let's, so here we go. Let's, it's from let's, Jason. Let's eat, our, let's, eat, let's eat this properly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Jason says, I was exceptionally saddened to hear the discussion at the beginning of episode 480 regarding the Masterpiece Cake Shop uh, case. It appeared that everyone at the churn holds the view not only agreeing with the specifically limited Supreme Court decision and not only agreeing with those who supported that case who made a wider argument in favor, in favor of religious freedom. But even going beyond that to the radical view that any business should be able to discriminate against anyone, religious justification or no. You even came to the logical conclusion where you ponder how it would be if a business were to hang a sign reading no blacks allowed and then shockingly seem to come to the conclusion that such a sign should be legal as well. No. That's the thing. It is, I, I can just thinking about how we had the conversation. I can see how that conclusion could be reached okay. by someone listening, and that's why I wanted to address it. Because thank that, you for bringing it up on the air. Because because that is that not is something not that, how we felt. That, like we that is not our standpoint at all, and that is not uh, that's not the the message that we intended to relay in speaking about it the other day. No, right? as a matter of fact, uh, I, I might have to go back and listen because I specifically brought up that point as the point where, like, wait a minute, aren't we arguing towards that and now right. we're trying to get away from that? Right. So I brought that up as a stopgap of the debate or the thought I think process we, we were going came down. to uh, the thought of that kind of horrific shit would self-regulate in that no one would ever – but now we see that and America I was, is destroyed no, that's and burning. And I spoke in – we spoke uh, – yeah. So at the time, I remember speaking in fear of that. Right. Like what if democracy doesn't work out? And, and that isn't the point of government sometimes to speak the mind of someone who doesn't right. have the majority perspective but the more moral perspective? So I guess we didn't make that clear. I, think. I don't think we did. I think we did a bad job of, yep. of making that clear because I think that we did – because he, he goes on to say, uh, you then present the standard libertarian argument that economic forces uh, would eliminate right. such That's discrimination kind of were, and yeah. conveniently forgetting uh, the entire existence of the Jim Crow South. Right. Uh, it was economically advantageous to hang a sign reading whites yep. only because otherwise whites wouldn't patronize your business. Right. Once again, libertarianism seems to be liberty for me but not for thee. Uh, right, and, and he, he goes on to, to tell us a little bit about himself. Tells us how he has uh, been a, a, a scoop for quite some time. Uh, he even took some improv from Matt, uh, I believe, at the People's Improv Theater. Uh, okay, cool. it, that's, that's what it looks like here. Um, so yeah, so so I, here we are. Okay, so I want to say first of all, I I apologize that we uh, hurt your feelings in that regard. Yeah, I think that. It is oh, – well, I want to say first and foremost, the Supreme Court ruled that they should make the cake. I don't believe a court should be allowed to mitigate that should, – should be allowed to dictate that type of behavior. The Supreme Court ruled that they, that they did not have to make the cake. The no. Lo- the lower court ruled that they had to. Right. 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 The Supreme Court meant that they, they did not have to. Yes. So I think it's hard – it's hard it's, – it's, it's, and I think – But I think this is the same guy that wrote in saying that the the crux of it yeah. came down to the bakery just outright refused to even listen to these customers after knowing they were gay. 
It right. didn't even get to cake. It got to get out of my store gay person. Right. And that's... Which is a different thing. Yes. It's all fucked up. Agreed. And and so I don't want to necessarily go through it all again. It's just that, like... Right. That is where I think we went down that road. Now, many businesses, hang silences, we reserve the right to refuse mm-hmm. service to individuals... Arbitrarily, outright. Which I believe is the rabbit hole that we went down that could be interpreted as Jason interpreted this. Right, and this is where I, I thought I – my recollection of is that that's when I made the turn. Like, we don't want signs saying no gays. Right. We don't want signs saying and, – and, and, and even the, the hardware store that actually said that. Right. Did that based on how poorly the media reported on the Supreme Court decision. Mm-hmm. And that's something that was very unfortunate that I don't agree with. Right. I don't think you should be able I, to I believe that we that. said – and, and this is scoops. This is very difficult because it is, as you just heard with with Matt's uh, breaking into his own house story. Matt and I talked about that the other day. Yeah, and so he then had to question, "Did I talk about this on the show?" Yeah. So part of this is, I do it all the time. I question, "Have I talked about this on Ice Cream Social? Have I talked about this with Matt and Paul yeah. uh, off not on my Ice Cream Social, yeah. or have I just talked about this with someone at some point in my life?" Yeah. So. I don't. I I think we said this on the show that as soon as you start discriminate, kind of pre discriminating against yeah. a, a group of people, any group of people for any reason, that is that is real discrimination. Yeah, and and I I think has to legally be frowned upon. And I'll finish. I'll finish this the way I actually taught this, in Penn Sunday School. I argued completely the opposite of the libertarian perspective to Penn, mm-hmm. and actually said that he might have a point, which I said. That the religious liberty people have made a great decision to go after cake. Yes. You know? Yeah. And the ability to be discriminatory on a business that matters more than cake gets very scary. Yes. And I do think that we have to have advocacy. Because that's where you get into, like, hospitals and that kind of thing. Hospitals. You know, terrifying things. Mortgage loan rates. Right. You know, mortgage approval. You know, uh, uh, apartment approval. Right. You know what I mean? Hospitals. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, hospitals is why – you guys keep going back to hospitals. Hospitals sign a Hippocratic Oath. Like, there's, there's right, things right, – right. there's, there's already things in place to make doctors, sure – Doctors sign a Hippocratic Oath, but, I mean, there are yeah, administrators then, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I'm letting you but, know already the other side always argues that – I'm trying to come up with examples okay. that don't got involve you, got you, got you, got you. Healthcare. Yeah, because that's something that, like – Because pharmacies and all that shit. And there's, shit. there's a thousand examples of, of, yeah. of religious yeah. organizations that do plenty of medical well – you know, for everything else. I'm just saying it's it, it gets trickier – between cake and saving your life. Right, right. There's many businesses that can affect the quality of your life. Yeah. And it's very dangerous if you just can be like, nope, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, just person. an Uber driver. Right. Just, an, yeah. like, you know, if you, if you go to pick someone up at a, at a bar. Yeah. And you believe that person to be homosexual. Yeah. Or, you know, just a person of a, dif- of a different uh, ethnicity, a person yeah. of a different skin color, anything. You know, as soon as you say, "Yep, it's perfectly fine for you to to discriminate against that person," that is a that's a dangerous it's rabbit awful, hole to go down, yeah. and it's a rabbit hole that we as a country have been down before. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, uh, I, I would just say uh, because because he he does say uh, that we have forgotten about the Jim Crow South. I grew up in the in the Deep South uh, when the when the Klan was. Very, uh, you know, they, they were they were they were around. I mean, they yeah. they were uh, not as dominant as they had as they had once been. Yeah, but they were marches and they whatnot. were around. Uh, you know, th- there was uh, a lot of racism around, 
and I mean that that is a that is a part of who I am. And that you know, having that in the back of my head that that just lives there all the time. As soon as we start talking about anything like this, yeah. so um, and I, yeah. just just please go back. You listen to our our actual. We actually have a cake baking episode where we take this to task, right? Hardcore, not in the libertarian direction. Earlier in our episodes, when the case first came about, which you can take a look at, and again, like I said, I took that on. I took this the same argument to Penn on Penn Sunday School. So by no means am I okay with or supporting of no discriminating against gays outright. I just was more speaking to, and again, this is where we're, where we're getting. All I'm speaking to is, just, is that the the pr- my point of bringing this up on 480 was talking about how poorly the press had actually reported on what the Supreme Court ruled on right. and how much no one was talking about what the actual case was talking about. And that's all I was talking about. Yeah. Right. And so I was not agreeing with discrimination on a whole or people's ability to discriminate. And so if I came off that way, I apologize. Well, and the poor coverage and the uh, confusion of the issue is part of what's led us to our conundrum that we're in anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Known exactly what we're arguing for. Right. I, you know, it's so as a bartender, I can just decide not to serve someone outright right away. No mm-hmm. questions asked when I was a bartender at Cherry's Tavern. So when I came right. in, I didn't feel like it was a good idea to give that person alcohol for any reason. Mm-hmm. I was allowed to do that. Right. So, uh, you know, the argument is to pre discriminate, I think, is immoral. Yes. And to not serve types of people versus and, a person. And I believe is, is illegal. immoral. Yeah, and and I believe also illegal, right? So, you know, and I think that it's just it's just a hard thing with religious rights. I hate them. So if if you, I think the world would be better off without religion. Let me just say that first and foremost. Heard right. that, and and so what you heard on four eighty was me trying to at least embrace the idea that the Constitution protects religion and religious rights. How do we figure out how that works? And in right. there, there's some nuanced conflict in the deal. Mm-hmm. I think, you know. I wish the marketplace would just put that cake place out of business. I don't know government enough on a small town level to know whether at least if they're violating an ordinance or a right. line or whatever. You know, I don't know what keeps those terrible signs. I don't want windows out of windows now. I don't know what keeps it up. Right. I'm ignorant to it. So, uh, but please don't ever think that I'm in favor of just the, I don't, I, you know, I, I said then that there's a, there was a time where democracy, Democracy for immoral views is not my ideal way of governing. How can you possibly litigate someone's imagined repercussions of a pretend second life? I don't know. How can you possibly... I don't know anything about that. You know what I mean? Westworld recap? Well, but how can you possibly try to enforce rules regarding the nebulous afterworld that may or may not exist. Right. And the consequences yeah. based on the choices made in this realm. Yeah. Bizarre. Right. Bizarre to even try to think about catering to that kind of system. Yeah. Because um, why can't they can, they can change the rules like that. They do change the rules like that. Yeah. They bend the Fuck out of the rules. Yeah. What was that, that lovely quote, the Simpsons quote with Reverend Lovejoy? Yeah. It's like, 
have you really, he's holding the Bible, he's like, have you really read this thing? I don't even think we're technically allowed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like trying to pass laws yeah. with that sort of yeah. codified system in mind yeah. is insanity. And this is Jason who wrote in? This is Jason, yeah. So Jason, first of all, uh, that we gave that impression out to you might be speaking for many people in which case which is why i wanted to, to bring it up yes uh thank you for writing us jacob yep. thank you for grabbing it and uh we don't mind uh being taken to task or at least We're being asked always for open to being corrected and checked on absolutely and i do think anytime we talk about anything that's factual we probably need to be corrected no and, and <laughs> reducing people down to one aspect of their life and not serving them be, accordingly is immoral yep yeah and so uh to you know, so I'm absolutely not pro the cake person at all. Uh, and in fact, that guy went out of business, and I'm happy he's out of business. So there you go. Uh, I just don't. I just don't. I just. I just thought there should be a different type of punishment besides make that cake. That's all. Right. That's it. I do really enjoy the idea of just a court forcing someone to bake a cake, though. There are odd court rulings, and that's the thing. Is it, there, there is still. I guess it's. It's not. Totally that, libertarian, but just like that, just feels like an overreach. That's all. I mean that that seems you know if if a court orders someone to bake a cake, mm-hmm. that feels like a plot on Seinfeld. No, it should exactly yeah yeah yeah, and it's just like there should be some. I mean, I imagine there should just be some kind of infraction. There should be some kind of punishment for that immoral behavior. Bake half a cake. <laughs> Cut it in half. You can Solomon's first, cake. Solomon's, Solomon's cake. cake. So. <laughs> Uh, but I'm sorry, Jason. I hope you're if you're still listening. I hope you still are, and I hope you hear this. Yep. And I'm, we're sorry. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for thank you for writing in. And uh, here's some uh, some regular old scoop mail. Message for you, son. We have one here from April from Cali, our friend who, who's uh, trying to catch up, and she's doing a good job. Hello, you fabulous face fuckers of Vegas. It's me again, April from Cali. I am up to episode 471 Holy now. Holy shit! You're right. Not there. bad for just starting in late December crazy that's insane uh, and i heard my scoop mail about my sister being in indy with no shoes i also mentioned at the end of that email that my dad lives in the middle of uh, nowhere indian springs which is pack- practice ground of the uh, u.s air force thunderbolt thunderbirds uh by the way you haven't lived until you've been shooken awake by them while staying at your daddy's mobile home trailer park thingy at 6 a.m uh, and uh, that my dad also worked on the test site for a while. Well, to answer your question, finally, not only have I been to the museum, I have also been to the actual site and got to go into the actual mountain. It was um, like a family day sponsored by the U.S. Department of Energy. They planned it months in advance, and they needed our social security numbers to do background checks on all of us. This was in 1998, so I can't oh. remember if the museum was in full swing yet, but they had us meet at that location, sign NDAs, give us a... Uh, if you signed an NDA about this, this seems like a bad email to write. <laughs> That's true. You know what? Uh, I'm still lost in thought for a second. I just want to get the... Uh, here's what drives me fucking nuts. Yeah. And I try to be neutral and respectful of things, right? Yes. So the thing that drives me up a fucking wall about religious people's hatred of homosexuals is they often argue that homosexuality is a choice and as a Christian, I can't serve them. When it's in fact the opposite that's fucking true and that's what drives me up a fucking wall. You don't choose to be homosexual. You're right. born homosexual. You do yeah. choose to be you religious. You do choose to be religious. Yes. You're not a Christian. Yeah. yeah. You're someone who chooses to practice Christianity. Yep. And it's a to- that hypocrisy drives me up a fucking wall. Yeah. I've never thought about that. That, that. There is a choice involved, and but it's not on the it's not on the homosexual part. Nope. Yeah. No. 
All right, go ahead. Uh, but they had us meet at that location. is dead. That's in true. Case you didn't, uh, I know. Those. I know. It's awful. It's awful. No, no. We're in the darkest of dark times. No, we're not. We're no, fine. we're not. Everything's we're just great. not. <laughs> Everything's great. Uh, the, we signed NDAs. We gave a brief, hist- uh, given a brief history of the test site and watched a video and loaded onto a bus to take us all the way out to the test site. This was during spring break, so 95 was littered with protesters. Uh, do they still do that? No. What? Uh, said uh, the Highway 95 was littered with protesters during spring break uh, protesting the test site. Oh. Nevada? No. No, they don't. They don't still do that. No. Um, they find other stuff to do. It's too right. hot. And it's really hot. Uh, we got to the site and uh, got inspected by the MPs, then drove around and allegedly may or may not have seen where Area 51 is. What? Um, oh, then, my goodness. Then we got to the tunnels in the mountain, and our dad, who was at work, uh, got to go on the tour with us. It was pretty cool and an amazing experience. Uh, my dad was on shift when the bore machine broke through to the other side of the tunnel, so I'm interested to go to the museum with my youngin and show her her pop-pop with all the other people standing with the bore machine next time we make it for a visit. Uh, to Vegas, I mean, not Indian Springs. There is nothing to do there. Pahrump is huge in comparison. Guys, we keep Whoa. looking for a new place to put the turn. We just need to get us a bore machine <laughs> and dig down a little bit. Nobody We've got one. Suspect. His name is Paul Mattingly. Oh, yeah. Well, if you're not bored, listen machine. to me yet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all for now. Fucking you in your face holes with my radioactive junk, April from Cali. All right, you, April. April. Paul, is this titillate your conspiracy theory wings a little bit? I'm just going to eh. guess yes. No. Eh. Nah. I mean, you're Area, over Area 51, right? Area 51. Hangar 18 is where it's at. <laughs> Come on, Area 51. How old are you? I No, I mean, it's all weird. It's bizarre. What, what was the one that I just saw? That was uh oh oh did you see the one that Anne actually tagged me in a thing on Facebook? Oh no, I didn't see it. Uh, just recently, just outside of town here, near Area Fifty One, where there have been all kinds of UFO sightings. Yeah, there's a guy who has been doing time tests. Time tests. There's this new device that he has. Which I don't exactly know how it fucking works. It's a watch. Uh, well, so it's like a very high end. Uh, calculator time stopwatch type thing okay <laughs> apparently it tells whoever this guy is hates Paul's explanation I'll tell you that much right now <laughs> it uh I've never wanted to talk to this person more in my life it uses a big old piece of wire yeah. that you stretch out over a distance and then you send it sends out energy electricity and the signal bounces back at a certain time aha uh-huh. right yes in this one area <laughs> he noticed like infinitesimal milliseconds of slowed dilated time okay so time was passing wait, wait, wait. at a different rate and my first thought was you check your batteries oh no but, but also <laughs> like there are proven vortexes yes stuff, yes right? yes like that's not a... no it's not exactly where, yeah. as far as, that's not where particles jumbo. move at different rates yes i think so sure yeah. yeah well he found one right outside of town on the highway okay near where you see a bunch of ufos okay uh, up until the last part i agree <laughs> Because if there's a vortex, you might see weird shit. All right, UFPs. But How about that? Unidentified. Oh, UAPs. What are, what are that? Unidentified aerial phenomena. Are oh, you okay. down with that? Sure. Good deal. 
the way Paul just said that, it was as though he had won something. I know, and as if like I had signed a paper. Or right. Something. Yeah, yeah. Very you well. Believe it. UAPs. Matt's now a uh, subscriber to all these YouTube channels. <laughs> Totally. Automatic subscription, yep. Yep. right away. Yep, you're so black op. See, what I laugh about UFOs or UAPs is what is a UAP to you and me might not be a UAP to like a scientist or people who know shit. You're right. You know? So, like the first people to identify as something as unidentifiable, uh-huh. maybe aren't the smartest people, the most knowledgeable people. Possibly. Right. So that's part where I'm like, sure, sure. I'm sure in that area, you and I could look up and be like, what is that? Don't know. There might be a really logical answer, like when the fucking. Uh, uh, In fact, I believe I believe the word isn't might. I believe it's probably. Yeah, yeah. When Johnny Tesla, what's his name? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Johnny Tesla. I flipped the fuck out when I did. I didn't know about a shuttle launching in the sky, and I saw some oh, right. giant jellyfish right. with parachuting things coming out of it. Looks and crazy. We filmed it, and we're like, yeah, "What yeah. the fuck am I watching?" That was us going, "Holy shit, a UFO!" Right. You know. Then someone's like, "Nope, it's that." Yeah. And you what? Great. And you were like, that's what you want me to think. <laughs> and then I subscribed to all these YouTube channels. There it is. Thank you. I finally, there we go. There but Scoop of Steve are. in the chat here and thebucketshow.com yeah. is, is saying something that I was just thinking about, which is electrons in a wire travel slower than light in a vacuum. Because as soon as you, like, so as soon as he's measuring something by having a particle travel back and forth, there's so many things that can affect how that oh, particle dude, travels. Don't even get me started. It's the it's the dumbest little news story. <laughs> yeah. I saw it. I was like, you know how how unscientific that is. But he's also well. Here's the thing that's also he's doing, which is which is what conspiracy theorists love, which is actually doing correlation equals causation. Right. right. People have said that UFOs happen here. Now I measure a particle here. Those two factors must have to do with one another. Right. And they they don't. Not actually. at all. They don't have no. to do anything with each other. No. Right. So, so yeah. So I'm I'm bothered by that. If you had more iron ore in the ground or something, yeah. Who knows what exactly? It's it's. But none it's, of that equals UFOs. Or or well, just not some, only that, or just some dust blew in and slowed the particle yeah, down. It even doesn't, time being weird in that area being true doesn't mean UFOs. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean like even yes. like the most extreme interpretation of that data? Yeah. Even the actual fact that time aliens. might be dilated <laughs> gives yeah. no credence yeah. to. Bizarre, unexplainable phenomenon. That's what they want you to think. Because all of the thought experiments of stuff were, you know, like talk about like if you go out, like whenever this always, I can never wrap my head around this properly. Like if you travel through space and come back, mm-hmm. right? If you travel towards the sun or away from the sun and come back, you um, age less, right? You'll come back younger, something like that. If you were able, if man were able to wait, travel, what? if and were able He's to travel younger? experiments, if you were okay, not younger, younger okay. than people who are left. If you travel at the speed of light, okay. yeah, right, you will not be subject to the same time quote, yeah, as people on Earth. This is like from right. one of my favorite anime, Gunbuster, right, where they go into space to find her father's ship that's lost in this black hole, wormhole kind of thing. Yeah, and they go so fucking fast, and every second that passes when she's on this ship is like a year. Yeah, and they she they get back home, and all of her friends from high school are in their sixties. It's amazing. It is awesome. It's a neat thing to think about, but that's that's time dilation. But that hasn't warped. That hasn't changed the rules of time. No, you just played within the rules of time. Yeah, and lost. 
that's things like so like those thought experiments just like drive me nuts. I just can't wrap my head around it properly. Do you sure. know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, and and judging by Paul's explanation, I don't think he can either. What do you mean? Maybe I get perfect explanation. <laughs> those, if you travel at the speed yeah. of light, time does not affect you in the same way, right? Because of your relative speed, but. There is still time passing. Right. But it's not yeah, but time's different. I, I get it. I just I don't. No, I know, but, but like but yeah. I get on just like that, like, ah, I see that something's different about time if you can travel at the speed of light. That's right. the hypothesis I get. All the thought experiments that happen because of that, I don't understand at all. Well, we don't understand time. I well, I don't think as I understand it, time is not different. You are different at that point, and so it, it you are affected differently. Guys, let's just smoke some weed and really have this conversation. <laughs> you, you, That's exactly what we're you said doing. because let's your go, particles are so do, fast. Let's get the road rig. Let's go to a dispensary and let's yeah. really figure this out. So the speed of <laughs> we the, can do this. the speed of particles <laughs> we can do this, guys. has an effect on time. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't know what time is. That's the problem. No. Time, time, time. Look what's become of me. Um where are we, Jacob, in this episode? <laughs> That's where I thought we were. You ain't doing no Jack versus nerd action? Oh, am I? Fuck yeah. I'm on the hunt for balls. On the hunt for balls. Uh, apparently, Neil deGrasse Tyson did a, a lecture on this, according to our Froyog soft serve in the in the chat here. Yeah, he's, uh, he's I the believe one. that I'd we listen to him than Paul. I no, think. I, I believe that we did it better. <laughs> I bet we did do it better. <laughs> I don't. I, I bet I we did. No. Nope. I bet we did. You think? You yeah. hate Neil deGrasse Tyson? I like some of his stuff. Yeah. When he tries to be funny. Oh. Get me out of that room. Problem is, Talk about, you, you, you want to you know about a, how to create a vacuum? <laughs> Have Neil deGrasse Tyson tell a fucking joke. Sucks all the air out. It, instantaneously. It's hard. Because I... What? For... For scientists, he's not funny. I bet he's got a lot of personality. I th- I'm sure he's charming <laughs> as fuck. That's what I'm saying. But I tried to listen to his podcast. Yeah. Oh my god! I know this is. Oh are, my god! These are the words when I talked about why I like the pot therapy, why we invited him to scoop fest, is because I like that they stayed their lane. I met people <laughs> with Just like we do better personalities. <laughs> Forget it. He it kills me. He's as good. He's, stop it. He's as good at being comedic as we are about talking about uh, gay rights versus business rights. Granted. Right. There you go. <laughs> Granted. Maybe even better. Maybe even better. We got one here from Scoop Big Ben. Uh, Fine, Scoop Big Ben says, uh, hey there, I have a super nerdy slash jock question for you guys. And maybe for your guest who fucking knows. Well, uh, well you, we do fucking know. Do. We got no guests. Yeah. Why don't you tell me? Where was I? Uh, anyway, Drum Corps International, uh, DCI is the governing body that oversees marching band competitions. Uh, this weekend, August 8th, uh, by the way, this was sent to us several years ago, uh, are the <laughs> DCI World Finals. Okay. Since lists seem to be doing well here lately on Jack vs. Nerd, again, several years ago, uh, here is a list of 10 marching band names. Two are fake. Can you guys spot the fake? So I'm going to read you 10 marching band names, and then you're each going to pick one of them. To be the fake one, okay. Then uh, and and we'll pick. You'll each pick two of them, but you'll pick one at a time and and go back and forth. Right. So, the Blue Devils, the Jersey Surf, the Space Cadets, the Academy, the Boston Crusaders, Impulse, the Super Troopers, Watchmen, Carolina Crown, 
the heat wave of Florida. So which are the uh, are the not real marching bands? I'm going to go with the Space Cadets and the Super Troopers. I just said we're going to pick one at a time. All right. So Space which one, which one would you Super like to go? Troopers. My two are... Uh, <laughs> I have to pick... All of these are, are fake two. except for two? Yeah. Two of, them are, two of them are fake. Okay. The rest of them are real. Go ahead. Right. Give me the... Give me Blue Devils, Jersey Surf, real, Space real. Cadets, The Academy... Boston Crusaders, the Impulse, the Super Troopers, Watchmen, the Carolina Crown, the Heat Wave of Florida. I'm going to go with Super Troopers. You're going Super Troopers. Mm-hmm. And uh, he already guessed the second one. So what do, what, what do you think for your second one? What was the last one? The Heat Wave of Florida. No, I believe that. What was the one before that? Uh, the Carolina Crown, mm-hmm. the that Watchmen. That sounds real. That sounds real. Uh, you already guessed the Super Troopers, the yeah. Impulse. Watchmen might be. I know. I'm thinking about that. Boston Crusaders, the Academy Space Cadets, Jersey Surf, and Blue Devils. I know the Surf and Blue Devils are real. Okay. Um, so I'll do the the Watchmen and the Super Troopers. All right. So you both got Super Troopers, and you're both right about Super Troopers. Yeah, we're so smart. Paul uh, and I are smart. Listen to us talk about down, time Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> the other one is the Space Cadets. The so Paul got both cadets. of them. Oh, fucking right from the jump. Did Winner. you somehow have that information, Paul, or, or was that a, a My guess? apologies that was, to the Watchmen. That <laughs> was a thoughtful guess. That was just listening to the list and being like, okay, Super Troopers, no way. And Space Cadets. Who comes out? Hey, the Space Cadets. No. No. <laughs> uh, bonus question. DCI just signed a deal to keep the world championships at what NFL stadium through 2028? Any guesses? Wait, Lambeau wait. Field. <laughs> Paul, is there another stadium that you could name? Burr, burr, burr. The Panther Dome. <laughs> Panther Dome. Close enough. Welcome to the Panther Dome. <laughs> Who is the Panther Dome? If, if you're inside, you're Panther down. <laughs> Panther, no pants. I'm watching football. <laughs> do they have shirts that do a Panther, no pants thing? They've got it's Carolina Panthers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got to do a Panther. Panther, Wait, one no, stadium we're gonna is going win. to host Super Bowl until what? No, no, not Super Bowl. This is the the marching band championships. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this so is twenty twenty eight. This is a slightly smaller event. Is it a professional Rose Bowl? Sports team? Rose it's, Bowl. It's, an, it's NFL. Rose Bowl, not the NFL. Rose Bowl. <laughs> Paul's just happy that he knows another stadium. Uh, is that the stadium's name? Panther, no, the Rose Bowl. I'm going Rose yeah. Bowl. Rose Bowl Stadium, yeah. yeah. But they call it the Rose Bowl well, the Rose when they Bowl play the game, game, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Does I don't it have bowling? Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to guess. Where do you think? Dallas Where do you Cowboys think people stadium? are like? People I mean, are like, like horseshoe, which yeah, should be lucky. Dancing band. That's why like, I was, that's where I'm trying to think of Dallas. Is I think you might located. be right because they're because they're like because it's, it's a it's huge a, stadium. It's a, You're close on the colors. It's a hair's breadth away from uh, beauty pageant mom. I'm gonna go with uh, Detroit. Oh, uh, still still close on the colors, but not quite. Panther oh. Panther Dome Panther Dome is Panther a, Dome. It's not the colors. I don't think. Uh, band members are notoriously superstitious, okay. and so they like they like lucky things. And uh, so they, they all put horseshoes over their doors. Clover Dome. Oh, Indianapolis. Yep, the Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Oh, that is a fine place to have those. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Do it, Indy. 
I love the show slowly and lovingly rubbing your eyeballs. Home of with... one trillion steakhouses. <laughs> rubbing your eyeballs with oh. my finger after I've been knuckled deep in my asshole while scratching an itch. Indianapolis, we dare you not to get a fucking steak while you're here. <laughs> Drizzling my pink eye love into your ocular nests. Scoop uh, Big Ben. Oh, uh. Scoop Big Ben. Gross way to end your letter. <laughs> That's disgusting. Uh, I'm down. Um, we got to go. We got to go to that championship. Get us to Indianapolis. Let's <laughs> do it. We're going to represent the three of us, do a synchronized dance routine, and play play harmonica. Yeah, what instruments can you play? Uh, you I say can harmonica? fuck around on guitar. I uh, can't play harmonica. Um, all right. I'm but gonna... who can really play, besides John Popper? No one. Right? No uh, one come, you come Somewhere to... out there, there's like a what? Like Berkeley-trained harmonica person who hates John Popper. Has to be, right? Oh, you think? yeah. That's the guy's like, that guy doesn't even write. There's a guy with like a doctorate in music theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, On harmonica? Yeah. Somewhere. There's not one harmonica snob who hates John Popper. Oh, I'm sure there's a harmonica snob. That's what I'm saying. You're right. Somewhere out there is like. But boy, oh boy. I mean, I know things are tough. (laughs) But to be that guy, to be harmonica snob? What? I mean, what else in your life has gone well? (laughs) Has anything? Did anything ever work out? Like every time at the party, like uh, someone new is there, and, right? And they're like, oh, "What do you do?" He's like, "I uh, play harmonica." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I went to college for it." And then everyone who knows him goes, "Like, oh, I gotta get a beer. Anyone need a beer? You guys, you guys, you guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, to, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I'm gonna get out of the room." You went yeah. to college for harmonica? Yeah, and then everyone else just knows him leaves because oh. like that guy's about to get trapped Once in the conversation, right? They all know, right? right? And yeah. then it's boom. So I guess you uh, probably familiar with John Popper. And like, oh, that's the worst question to ask me. I suck. Fuck. He is a hack. What do you mean? To the harmonica. First of all, he plays Honer, which is the garbage brand. <laughs> do you know how many harmonicas he's able to put on his person wearing his multi satcheled vest? I didn't realize. I love him to talk to a popper defender. I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you, like... walk, you walked into the lion's den, bitch. <laughs> My name is Paul Popper. We saw John Popper live. We up met up John close. Popper. Yeah, we met John Popper. Blue Traveler played some charity event. I oh. played the. It was a pupper. It was Popper for puppers. It was Popper for puppers. It was for. It was for NSPCA. Oh, yeah. it was his charity here in event. town. No, it was. It, no, I me. Mean, it was. I wish it was Popper for puppers. And we, uh, by uh, the way, John Popper, if you want to do Popper for puppers, you should. <laughs> <laughs> I guess a lot of them live here. A lot of the band members of Blue Traveler live here. Okay. A lot of people live here because it's yeah. easy to fly out of here. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, it's just cheap to fly out of here. So easy to escape Las Vegas, guys. <laughs> yes. If you have two hundred bucks, you're gone. Yeah, forever. Uh, no, it uh, it was great. It speaking was really of cool. escaping Las Vegas, I might actually get out of here in August, which is good news. Uh, but uh, it is hot. Uh, it looks like it. I'll update people accordingly. But it looks like I'll be uh, helping out, helping out Piff's show in Edinburgh, which means I'll be street performing during the day, right? Oh, so to earn some cash. So I'll be street performing at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. But I got approved as to go to the uh, the festival's lottery spots. Oh, to, good today. So we're trying to work that out with Piff. Badass. Um, so check that out. All right. Uh, is that it, Jacob, for That's Jack vs. Nerd? I want to thank Pendulum for creating this podcast. Yeah, great. Uh, I want to thank Jason for writing in and setting us straight. Nailed it. All ah. right. And uh, I also want to thank uh, Mrs. Johnny Australia, allegedly a nun. I'd like to thank Michael Calder, allegedly a mouth harp. Marcus Robinson, allegedly a cop. I'd like to thank King Scoop, allegedly a prince. Mark Leash, allegedly a meter maid. Michael Ellsroth, allegedly a milkman. Mark Miller, 
allegedly an alcoholic. Scooperman, allegedly Sheesh. Scoop Arrow. Mark Trimble, allegedly mayor of Chicago. Michael Shaw, allegedly didn't she shit. Protoscoop, allegedly the sausage king of Chicago. The dark overscoop, allegedly the bright underscoop. Uh, Matt Burdick, allegedly inventor of the game show. Mike Six, allegedly Mike Healthkey. Matt Glowacki, allegedly a hammerhead shark. Mike Smith, allegedly Jacob's cousin. Mac McKenzie, allegedly Jacob's other cousin. Mike Wenz, allegedly Mike uh, Nows. Knott's Scary Scoop, allegedly 188 years old. Ben and Jerkin Scoop, allegedly sued by Ben and Jerry's. (laughs) Matt Storm, allegedly still in the chat on Twitch. Mohan Nair, allegedly... Removing bikini line unwanted. Matthew Johns Jr., allegedly uh, a popular upskirt picture taker in Japan. Monica Day, allegedly Monica Knight. Uh, Spotlight Scoop, allegedly uh, a a real uh, ambitious gumshoe reporter. Nate McLaughlin, allegedly part of the McLaughlin group. Uh, D20 Scoop, allegedly a rapper. Nathan's Hot Dog Scoop, allegedly... Joey Chestnut. Matthew Penny, allegedly a nickel. Mayor of Greater Scoop Chester, allegedly only the queen of Greater Scoop Chester. Matthew Schlosser, allegedly a raincoat. Neil Sabri, allegedly a frozen drink. Matt Scoopo Fail, allegedly successful. Japanda One, allegedly made an awesome uh, burrito mixed with Panda Express. Malia Shrimple, allegedly a vortex right off of Highway 95. Nicholas Emerson, allegedly Nicholas Emmer's daughter. Melissa Arachiga, allegedly a uh, signer of the Declaration of Independence. Nicole, allegedly has another last name. Melissa Carrillo, allegedly the host of Jeopardy. (laughs) Nicole Vickery, allegedly... Good for wiping on your chest when you have a cold. <laughs> Cam Girl Scoop, allegedly uh, wiping things on her chest when she gets a cold. <laughs> Nicole Y. Smith, Nicole Why Not. That's right. Huh? <laughs> huh? Huh? And I Go think- out there and face the world. Fuck it. I want to thank Freeze Dried Scoop, My Balls Are Itchy, Top Screamer Scoop, uh, Greater's Sunday Jacob, stay Scoop. Focused. Uh, sorry, but they are. Uh, Griffin Menke, <laughs> Heather Divine Hansen, Psychotic Scoop, Ghetto Scooper Star, Howard Jackson, Isaac Giridan, Scoopy and the Beast, Jackson Thomas, Jacob the Farmer Guy, Jacob Dinklater, Jacob Eakin, Jacob Schneider, James Mayo, Mr. Scoopy Butthole, One Fell Scoop, Scooper Conductor, Verminous Coot, Scoopy Bartfast, Jeff Harris, Jeff Libby, Jeffrey Ackerman, Jennifer Grayson, Cheesy Scoop, uh, Jeremy Hudson, Scoop JD, Jessica Vint, Jim Monroe, Joe Misano, Macho Macho Scoop Randy Sprinkles, John Bilderbeck, John Carter, and John Dulong. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. If you want to be thanked like this on air, go to preachingfun.com. There you'll find our Patreon page. Check out all of our rewards. We have all kinds of tiers ranging from a dollar all the way up to the Jock versus Nerd Day with all of us. So uh, much cool stuff. Thank yeah. you guys yeah. for so supporting us. So many fun us. prizes and stuff like that. And uh, we got to move. We got to move soon. We got to move. By the time you hear soon. this, the uh, you... we've moved. Yeah, by the time you, we've at least move moved out. out. We're gonna pack 
everything up. We'll be on uh, rig duty for a while. Yeah, we'll be yeah. on our traveling rig so broadcast. We, we need for to. A bit. We, we're actively now looking for a studio relaunch bucket show. Yep. It's been hard to find a studio while Jacob's been being worked to death. Well, if any yep. Vegas scoops have an air conditioned bathroomed garage <laughs> that is not being used, we are Let's in start, the market. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the building that we are in is sold. Yes. It, is, it, it wasn't supposed to be sold until... Who was it sold to? Uh, a guy named uh, Johnny Moneybags. Johnny Moneybags Johnny bought Moneybags. this big-ass building. Yeah. What, are they going to keep using it as a studio, I wonder? I think it's just going to be filled with uh, money. It's going to be a money bin for him mm-hmm. to swim in every day. Sounds nice. I know. Life is uh, like duck. But uh, we, we thought we originally had to be out by December, so we were kind of just, you know, dipping our toes here and there and trying mm-hmm. to find an office space. We got to be get gone now. We got to yeah. be getting gone. <laughs> and so uh, uh, we're not going to have a permanent home for another six years. <laughs> we got to figure shit out. Is. And, uh, you know, the goal was to find a studio where we could relaunch the bucket show properly. Um, nope. Man, that's not we, the goal anymore. We, now it's just, the goal is just a place to just, huddle no. down and try and record. How long do I need to put shit in my garage? Oh, my God. <laughs> we're all going to be hanging around a fucking oil drum fire <laughs> recording. <laughs> Wait, we have an oil drum? All right. <laughs> this so, changes everything. So, uh, obviously, now more than ever, we are uh, thankful for the support we have. And oh, if you're man. on the fence about supporting us, think about supporting Get us now. Get off that fence. Get off that fence. We've actually had a lot of new patrons we have. Uh, this month, and we really yes. appreciate it, it so much. It means the world. And if you're watching us on thebucketshow.com, a.k.a. our Twitch page, if you're an Amazon subscriber, you can just click a button and we get Amazon money. Uh, that's all well, it takes yes. is the Amazon we subscription. We really appreciate it, guys. On uh, twitch.com slash scoops. It helps us out a ton there as well. We also have merchandise for sale. Mm-hmm. Really cool T-shirts and other things you can get hey, there. com slash shop. Think, be thinking about coming out for Scoop Fest October uh, uh, 12th through the 13th. And the 11th uh, if you're feeling 11th nasty. 11th if you're feeling like... 12th through most, the 14th. 12th through the 14th. What did I say? 13th. That's wrong. Uh, uh, the 11th is the VIP night where we're going to see the... Uh, Tournament, uh, Tournament of, of Kings. Kings. Friday night's the uh, Welcome Party Variety Show and yep. probably ICS Live. Uh, Thursday, I mean, it's just Thursday, Friday. is what I just described then Saturday earlier. and Sunday. I'm drunk. We are chock-a-block <laughs> with special guests, podcasts. Comedy shows. Comedy band shows. Night, jock versus Nerd Food. Bomb, talent showcase. Fun. Yeah. Drinks. Get to Scoop Fest. Get there. It's uh, going to be great. Buy the tickets on uh, HeyScoops.com. All right, guys. Uh, hey, did you get a haircut? You're looking good. We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. This whole episode, I've been doing an impersonation of a deaf person. Whoa, that is offensive. Scathingly offensive. (laughs) It's time for some drums. Creamer Jean would like a limerick about pretentious wedding trends dedicated to ugly burlap and cheesy rhymes written on chalkboards. Oh, man. Wow. There is very little I hate more than going to a wedding. I'm with you. I'll happily go to the reception. I'll happily go to the to the celebration. Yeah, but the wedding ceremony itself it it it, uh, it drives me up a eat wall. Eat a fart. Yeah, yeah. That'd make a good reception. And now the mutual eating of fart. 
They will eat as one. They have decided to forego the vows and just breathe in each other's flatulence as a sign of devotion. <laughs> it's not what I would do, but that's what they want to do. Go ahead. What can I say? Unitarians. <laughs> <laughs> you know the marriages of uh, the marriages of fart eaters last longer than people who exchange vows. You know that, right? That's why we're doing it, hon. <laughs> That's why we're doing it. What am I doing right now? Parts per million of fart. Uh, pretentious a wedding trends. Bag. <laughs> this is a limerick. A limerick. limerick about. I was supposed wedding. to compose my vows, but I didn't get to it somehow. So I'll fart in this sack. And you can suck one back. We're going to be smelling them for the rest of our lives anyhow. Water Ice Scoop would like a limerick about turning 35, dedicated to being halfway through what has easily been the best decade of my life. All right. Congratulations. Breaking news from Perez. Uh, Hilton, I must confess. Uh, um, uh. Living my life, 35, with no wife. And yet, I can now run for prez. <laughs> That's it. 35 is the magic number. Yeah. And Pickles would like a limerick about ACDC, dedicated to my husband, Dick. Yeah. You want to rock hard as hell. You want to ring the devil's bell. You need... Angus in your life, he'll keep you free from strife. Hell, 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 hell! Yeah! <laughs> I had no idea Paul Stanley was in ACDC. <laughs> oh, yeah! I just joined after they lost their lead singer because he went deaf. It's you true. Brian Johnson, <laughs> he went deaf. That nothing to do with the deaf thing. <laughs> he actually went deaf How dare you It's time for triple threat <laughs> Roger Edge would like a triple threat About Nest Dedicated to They know who <laughs> 185 Nest Walking to uh, Walking to the bar And is like Where'd you get all them eggs Up in that nest mm. <laughs> I'm the time I like my women Like I like my nests Held together with bird spit <laughs> They call me the nest because I'm made of twigs. <laughs> What's the difference between uh, your mom and a nest? What's what? up? One can be found out in the woods being pecked at by giant birds. <laughs> the other is a nest. <laughs> Frozen 49 Scoop would like a triple threat about Russell Crowe's jockstrap from Cinderella Man dedicated to uh, dead ass. You watch John Oliver? John Oliver's got a great ongoing thing with Russell Crowe. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Start over them auctioning his jockstrap. Oh, oh I saw great. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell Crowe got a, 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 a... He was doing like an estate sale. Koala kind of bear uh, chlamydia ward named after John Oliver. <laughs> so it's a it's a fun fight? It's a fun fight. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, Where he good, was good. like, hey, thanks for your interest in that. Just so you know, to, so you're such a good man. I've got this chlamydia ward named after you in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Russell Crowe can be funny. He can also be a monster. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say that right away. <laughs> but... He's funnier than people think. Fighting around the world. <laughs> Remember that bit from South Park? 185 uh, Russell Crowe jockstraps walk into a bar. 
Bartender says, uh, we're not going to serve you here because you ain't got no ass. I like my men. Like I like my Russell Crowe uh, gladiator jock straps, uh, leathery and from the 90s. Uh, they call me the Russell Crowe jock strap because are your nuts and dick not restrained? <laughs> uh, what's it to your mom and Russell Crowe's jock strap? What's that? What? I would lick Russell Crowe's jock strap in mixed company. <laughs> uh, oh, I saw a replica of the helmet that Russell Crowe wore in Gladiator. Mm. Uh, on a uh, on an auction site mm-hmm. that claimed that it was a legitimate like Roman helmet, interesting from, from, from Roman like, times. From Roman yeah, yeah, times. like an ancient Roman artifact. So it was a replica. It was. I mean, it was just. It was the helmet that it, it wasn't the helmet that Russell Crowe wore, but it was a it was a replica of that prop of that costume piece, mm, and they were trying to pass that... it off as a as a legitimate Roman artifact. Oh, I see. Yeah. How much did you pay for it? Seven dollars. <laughs> Got a great deal. What a bunch of shit. Rule Scoop Danny would like a triple threat about therapists dedicated to you guys and the pod therapy boys for having me in the churn last week and treating me good. All right. Yeah. Uh, 185 therapists walking in the bar. Bartender says, we don't serve therapists here. And the therapists say, uh, but how does that make you feel? I like my women like I like my therapists done there it is i just i need it they call me the therapist because i'm always wanting you to lie down on a couch <laughs> they call me the therapist that's why you talk to me i write things down <laughs> what's the difference between your mom and a therapist what's, what's that? that one is a therapist the other is the rapist the rapist same <laughs> your spelling. mom same spelling your gross mom oh she's gross Run around uh, grabbing that dick and a rapist as well goodness <laughs> Darth Scooper would like a quadruple threat about dad jokes dedicated to uh, Darth Scooper's threat? Twitter feed. I don't know. What's a quadruple threat? I have threat? no idea. We, 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 the, your mom. Dad Your jokes. mom is the, is the fourth. I don't understand. Nah, yeah. I don't get it. Don't get you it. see, we call it a triple threat, yeah. but there are actually four parts to it. Wow. All right. This feels weird. Uh, yeah. That's like your mom's vagina. She's <laughs> <laughs> got four parts. Extra labia <laughs> on the top. Yeah, hang <laughs> 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 184 dad jokes walk into a bar the 185th one ducks yeah it's like a long upper lip like if somebody <laughs> oh God. somebody stretched an upper lip all the way down over your chin that's what's going on downstairs i like my uh women <laughs> i like my women's buttholes like i like my dad jokes well corny oh <laughs> Uh, they call me dad jokes because I get booed out the room. <laughs> well, what's the difference in your mom and dad jokes? What's that? One, when people hear it, they just groan and groan and groan, and the other's dad jokes. Yeah. And the Dark Overscoop would like a triple threat on Sneaky Kitties dedicated to Punkin, the Orange Ninja. <laughs> sneaky Kitties. Oh, my wife loves Sneaky Kitties. There's a that Ninja Cat video. Have you seen that? I have no idea what you're talking about. It is a classic video called Ninja Cat where a guy has his phone or gal has their phone out and there's a little kitty way down a hallway mm-hmm. and he'll scoot back away from the door and then bring the phone back and the kitty has moved up incrementally but is frozen. 
Oh, nice. And then he moves away. Yeah, and yeah. He comes back. Well, it's and red it's light, closer. green light. Oh, my God. It's so funny. That's really good. It's so funny. Ninja Cat. 185. Sneaky Kitty is walking to the bar. Bernard's like, what? Holy shit. <laughs> How'd you get here? Uh, I like my women like I like my sneaky kitties. Oh, jeez. Discreet pussy. Yeah, discreet. Discreet. No, screet, 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 screet. Hello, discreet, screet, screet. Uh, call me uh, discreet pussy. Because <laughs> my five other chat room names were already taken by other members. Because <laughs> sneaky, sneaky cat was taken. So I went with discreet pussy. Sneaky kitty. Discreet pussy. What's the difference between your mom and discreet pussy? What's that? <laughs> I am terribly embarrassed to be seen with both. Uh, what's the difference between your mom and uh, and uh, <coughs> sneaky kitty? And the sneaky kitty. What's up? Uh, one doesn't get me flagged and banned from YouTube when I post videos of it. <laughs> What's the difference between your mom and a sneaky kitty? What? One is a cute little kitty cat. The other one has, like, imagine somebody's upper lip gets stretched down. Like, real. (laughs) Darth Scooper would like a song (laughs) entitled, When Is It Gonna Be My Time? I gotta piss. When is it gonna be my time? a song, a Prince song sung by the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Oh, boy. <laughs> I apologize. My head cold has got my voice in a little bit of a funky space, but I'll do what I can do. It's me, Mean Gene Okerlund here with the Prince Macho Man, Randy Savage. Which song is this? <laughs> You know, it's a little red Corvette. Is it? Or is it is Time it? After Time? It sounds just like Time After Time. It sounds a lot like Time After Time. Or is it My Hometown from the Okay, give me a different one. 
All right, different song. Please, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that's very similar to time after yeah, time, and I never exactly, realized that. Like, wait, that's exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. That here. is some. That is some. I want a new drug and Ghostbusters shit right there. Yeah, that is cause for litigation. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, I like it already. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. You don't understand. Time's almost up. Whoa, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan. You think you got all day? Let me tell you right now, there's a fucking deadline approaching. Really close. Get ready. I was dreaming when I wrote this. Sue me if it goes astray. (laughs) When I woke up this morning, I could have sworn it was Judgment Day. Yeah, pretty sure it's fucking Judgment Day. The sky was all purple, there were people running everywhere, everywhere, like the Macho Madness running. Tried to run from my destruction, no, I didn't even care. Cup of coffee in the big Yeah. 2000 zero, zero. party over, whoops, Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, tonight I'm gonna party like it's 1999. Ooh, yeah. 1999. I'm just impressed by how many of the lyrics that he knows from the song. <laughs> it's just impressive more than anything. How's the next slide start? What is it good for? <laughs> I'd say, I mean, not it's good for settling who's the number one champion of all time. Well, that takes away my it's answer. Me. It's Mine me. Was absolutely who's nothing. wearing? Who's wearing the belt? That's the question, and the answer is me wearing the belt. Boom. Yeah, I know the first. I know the first verse of many Prince songs. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. That's... <laughs> <laughs> That's just weird is what that is. <laughs> See you, Scoops. We love you all.